How's everybody doing? Good morning. Man, that choir, if you didn't feel that spirit moving in that, what? I didn't want it to stop. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here this morning with you. I come all the way from the Metro New York District. <laughs> we got a couple around there. We got a couple around there. Um, I'm from actually Newark, New Jersey. I, I pastor a church there in Newark, New Jersey, but I also am the youth director for NYI in the Metro New York District. And I, I just got to really tell you, I am so joyful to see your faces, to see this room full of people that God is using. I don't know if you were just singing the song or you were actually meditating on the lyrics of the song. My one goal this morning is for God to be glorified and lifted high. And what I want to share with you, I didn't come with this full theological, you know, I, I just came to share a story with you. A story about somebody that I have seen God working in his life. And because of this testimony that I want to share, he's, he, he's, he, I kind of asked him permission if I could, if I could use him as an example um, when, I, when I go speak. And he says, yeah, go ahead, as long as you don't say nothing bad. <laughs> so I want to, the title of this message is The Wonderful Way of Love. Um, Lynn told me that you guys right now are in the theme of the way. And uh, in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 31, there's that one verse that I know you guys kind of highlighted. Uh, let me show you this more excellent way, this more excellent way of living. I want to testify that I've seen that more excellent way. Before I get into that, I want you to turn, if you can, if you've got your Bible, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 through 21. Verse 11 through 21. And I'm going to read it here out of the New Living Translation. Second Corinthians chapter five. I don't know if they got it on the if they have the PowerPoint on the screen. And I read this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it says, "Because we understand our fearful responsi or responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere, and I hope you know this too." Are we commending ourselves to you again? No, we are giving you a reason to be proud of us. So you can answer those who brag about having a spectacular ministry rather than having a sincere heart. If it seems we are crazy, it is to bring glory to God. And if we are in our right minds, it is for your benefit. Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we all died to our old life. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Amen. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us, you, this task of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins, our sins against us. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through you. And me in this world, through us. We speak for Christ 
when we plead to people, come back to God. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. This scripture reminds me or impacts me in a way that it makes me question myself. Who am I that you, O God, will use me and all my failures and imperfections to talk to other people about you and plead to other people, come back to God? Who am I? There's so many people that don't know. You know, you might be thinking there's so many people who, who don't know my weaknesses and my failures and the things that I'm insecure about. Who am I that you should use me to reconcile people or to hear the message to come back to God? Who am I? When I see this, I try to live this out. Any person that comes my way, I just not, yes, through the scripture, but also through my life. One of the best ways to do that is through love, loving people. Um, I want to take you on a little journey real quick, and I'm going to see if you could help me out. Is that PowerPoint up? Those in the, up top, yeah? Can you go to that first slide? Would I be able to see it here? Go, go again. All right, where's this? Where's this? Machu Picchu. Where's Machu Picchu? Peru. This is considered one of the wonders of the world, right? People pay money. They block out time to go to this to these ruins or this city, right, on top of a humongous mountain, and they take pictures, and they're full of wonder. Go to the next one. Where's this? Grand Canyon. Who's gone to Grand Canyon? I'm just, I'm just, all right. Is it wonderful? When you first get there, it's wonderful. It's like, wow, like this big, vast amount of space, this canyon, this, this, this what we're, people pay money, they take pictures to go from all over the world to go see the Grand Canyon. They're full of wonder. Go to the next one. This one. Great Wall of China. Anybody else? Great Wall of China. Anybody been to Great Wall of China? A few people? All right. Okay. Also another wonder of the world. People pay money. They take out time to go and see and observe this place. Go to the next one. Colosseum. How many of you have gone to the Colosseum? Where's the Colosseum? All right. People pay money. They make out time to go see this place and they're full of wonder. Go to the next one. Niagara Falls. Who's been to the Niagara Falls? Come on. All right. For some people, this is a place of wonder, right? You go there and you stand inside the, uh, or you walk through the tunnels and you could feel the rumbling of the water falling over the cliffs, right, over the, over the, over the land, and it just makes this amazing noise. People take pictures. They take their family. They block out time. They pay money to go see this. Go to the next one. Huh? Say it again. Some of you are like, no, Stonehenge. <laughs> it's Stonehenge, right? People pay money. They block out time to go see this, to take pictures, to study it, to find out what's the history or the origin of it, right? They, people are full of wonder when they look at this. Go to the next one. Here's the, here's the definition of wonder. Inspiring delight, pleasure, or admiration, extremely good, marvelous, unusually good. There's somebody who fills me with wonder. Go to the next slide. This guy right here. I love this guy. A few years ago, about two, two years ago, I invited him to a Bible study. And uh, at that Bible study, 
he asked me, he kind of reached out and he says, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I want to hang out with you. Uh, he was part of the youth group years ago. And uh, I got in contact with him again and I said, hey, um, if you want to come by on Wednesday nights, we have Bible study at, the, at, at my house. You know, we just kind of have coffee, have a meal. You're more than welcome. He goes, oh, is there going to be youth there? Is it going to be young adults? And I said, well, no, it's just the whole church. It's, I'm inviting the whole church. He goes, ah, I'm not, I'm not really too, you know, I don't know if they're going to they're gonna look at me weird or if I'm going to be welcome. I said, no, you're welcome. You're, you're my guest. Or you're, you're my brother. Come on, I want you to come. I haven't seen you in a long time. And we're in the Bible study, and I leave the front door open, and we're sitting at the table. And he walks in, tattoos, piercings, and all. And everybody looked at the door like, are we getting robbed? Like, who is that? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's, that's Brian. Oh, come on, Brian, come right in. I gave him a seat at the table. I said, you're, you're more than welcome. You want something to drink? And he's looking at everybody. Everybody's looking at him. And they're like, who is this guy? Like, he doesn't fit the typical view of a church person, right? But I, he's at my table. He's at my kitchen table. He's sitting with me. He's my guest. I invited him there. And we're sitting there. We're in the middle of the Bible study, and I just saw something miraculous happen. He started sharing his life, and we started reading scripture. We ate a, a meal together with the people there. And by the time the night was over, he, just, he belonged. He was part of that family. And then Wednesday after Wednesday, he kept on coming. He kept on coming. And because he kept on coming, other young adults started coming as well. And you saw the older generation, the younger generation kind of mingling together, just having a meal, talking about scripture, singing songs together. Nothing out of the ordinary. It's just, just a simple Bible study. Time after time, one Bible study, he kind of stays behind and he says, hey, um, Tito, I want to talk to you. I'm like, all right, let's go, let's go into the, to the room. We sit down, and he sits across from me diagonally, and he just starts sharing his life. He says, listen, I'm by myself. My, my family doesn't live here. I'm alone. I live in an apartment by, uh, with roommates, um, and I just, I just don't got nobody. He goes, I'm going through stuff, and I don't know who to talk to. I said, well, let's, come on, I'll, I'm here for you, man. You know I love you. And we just started sharing. We just started talking. He started sharing with me all the temptations and things he battles with on a daily basis. And my heart broke for him. And I told him, listen, I can't promise you that I could change anything because I can't. But what I could promise you is I'll walk with you every step of the way. No matter what it takes, I'll walk with you. I'll be there for you. You call me whenever you need me. Um, we go out to eat. We call me on a Monday night. We'll have like our Monday night session. That's what we have. We call, every, we call each other around like 9, 10 o'clock. And we just have a conversation of how's life going, what's going on. And through that relationship, I started to see a change in him. Go to the next slide. This is the group that he came to after a while. You'll see him in the corner, on the top corner. He's actually holding my son because Brian became part of the family. Brian has what we call refrigerator rights, and not a lot of people have that in my house, okay? There's times where Brian comes to the house, and he opens the refrigerator, takes out the milk, and he grabs my son's cereal. My son's looking at me like, he's not even part of the family. What is he doing grabbing my Fruit Loops? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm hungry. He just goes in. He's part of the family. He's part of the family. I remember one time we were doing a family prayer in church, and I saw him in the back of the church. And I said, hey, if your family's around, just go next to your mom, your dad, your kids. We're going to do a family prayer. And I saw him in the back, and I called him in the mic and said, Brian, come up here. He looked at me like, I ain't preaching. I'm not going to do nothing in the front. I said, no, no, come over here by my wife and my kids. You're part of my family. At the end of that service, he hugged my wife so hard and cried and says, I feel part of a family. God started to, there was something happening in the life of Brian. Go to the next slide. 
That's Brian in the back. We had like this like the field day where we go out with some of the youth, young adults, and the parents, and we just kind of have fun. Brian's in the in the flash jerseys, all the, in the flash jersey or shirt, all the way in the back. Now there's this other guy with some braids. I don't know if you can see him next to the young girl with uh, the red shirt that says love. His name is Ariel. He came to the church not so long ago uh, from another church. He was kind of what we call church hurt, and um, he came into the church kind of hesitant, kind of kind of back. Brian started making friends with Ariel, and what I was sharing into Brian, Brian started sharing with, we call him Ariel in Spanish, Ariel. And what started to happen was, if you go to the next slide, we had our first VBS in many years. Guess who were part of the staff? You see the big tall guy in the back with the glasses? That's Brian. That's Brian. You see the guy, well, he got poofy hair there. He doesn't have the braids there. He's right behind the lady that's giving the folder. That's Ariel. That was the dude that was church hurt, that he didn't want to be in church. Now he's serving in VBS, giving to other kids, and Brian and him are connecting. Go to the next slide. Guess who was leading one of the workshops? And he was terrified. <laughs> Guess who was leading behind the table, teaching other young kids? He was like, Tito, I don't know what I'm doing here. I'm like, you're doing what God has called you to do, man. God is doing something in your life. Over the span of these years and these months, we just kept on talking, kept on pouring love on him, kept on reaching out to him. Go to the next slide. Well, you can't see we cut off half of his head, but that's Ariel and uh, that's Brian in the back. They surprised me for my birthday. On, um, for my birthday, I told my wife, listen, everything's been kind of crazy. I just want a quiet day with just you and the kids. We'll go to the beach. We'll come back, and that's it. These two guys waited the entire day. They didn't respect my wishes, all right? They waited the entire day to show up at my house around 1130 at night, almost 12 o'clock in the morning, with a cake. And they came in. I'm already, like, in my PJs. I'm watching a movie. I'm ready to shut it down. And they walk in, ring the bell. I'm like, who is that at 12 o'clock in the morning in my house? And it was Bryant and Ariel with a group of young adults that came to the house just to say happy birthday. And they walked in. And there was something about our experience together. I just, I just love these guys. I truly love these guys. Go to the next one. This is Axel. He's another young guy from the church. But I'm not really mentoring him. You know who's mentoring him? Bryant and Ariel. They, what I'm doing with Brian, what Brian started doing with Ariel, now they're doing with this kid. This is another kid that he told his parents, I don't want nothing to do with church. I want nothing to do with God. Somehow or another in, this, in his sovereignty and the love of God, God allowed these two young adults to meet this kid, which is he's, I think he's the cousin of Ariel, and he starts coming to church. Not really to hear my preaching, just to be part of a family. Brian is being healed. Ariel's being healed. Axel's being healed. Do you know where Brian is this morning? Brian right now is on a plane on his first missionary trip to Haiti. Right now, he's on JetBlue going on his first missionary trip. I talked to him last night. I said, how do you feel, man? He goes, I am terrified. <laughs> he goes, but I'm excited. In this span of about a year and a half, he's overcome addictions. He's overcome uh, temptations. He's in a program right now with Ariel in Manhattan called the Urban Youth Workers Institute. They are studying how to do urban youth 
ministry in the city together. And we're investing into them. Because they are one of the youth leaders in our church now. They want to pour back of what God has been pouring into them. And it wasn't because we got this big church. We got a very small church. But you know what's one characteristic that I love about my church? We love. We love people. I don't want to just preach to people with just mere words and, and scripture, which is our foundation, which it's important, yes. But I want to really love people. I want people to know that when you're hurting or when you're confused or when you're going through whatever, I may not have the answer. I may not be perfect, but I guarantee you, as much as God allows me to, I will walk with you. I will listen to you. I will be there with you. And not only that, you will be part of a community that you will love and they will love you. And you know, not only that, God is going to use you to be an ambassador to reconcile people. You see, God used our community just to simply tell Bryant just one thing. Come back to me. I still see you. I still hear you. Even though you're alone and your family's all in Dominican Republic, you're not alone because you got a family around you. How many people are around you right now, not in this room, but in your life, that need that message? Come back to me. How many classmates, how many family members, how many friends, how many people from the communities that you're a part of just need you to notice them? You don't got to preach a whole sermon. You just got to really love them and serve them. Not just try to convert them. Just simply tell them, I see you, I hear you, and I will walk with you. You see, I think that's where healing starts. It's not just when somebody prays for you. That's great. I, I love that we can pray for people when they're sick and when they're ill and when they're, they're spiritually hurt. Or, but there's something else just to simply be with somebody. Be present. Get off the phone. Get off of your rush. Get out of the routine and lift up your head to notice those who are hurting. And God has called you believer. He's called you Christian. He's called you young adult. He's called the youth. He's called the older generation. He's called all of us and says, all of you are ambassadors. Go. Live your life. But pick up your head and notice the people around you. Notice who's hurting. Notice who needs you. And that's my challenge to you. I want, I want you to go to this last scripture with me. Ephesians 3, 14 to 21. Listen to it very closely. And it says, when I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's exactly what Bryant is doing. You know what Bryant wants to be? He wants to be an apologist. That's what he wants to do. From going from a, from a young man who was with just, just many, many temptations and many challenges in his life, he desires to speak to people about God. In this year and a half, he goes from, he was living in New Jersey. He got a promotion. He just moved to Queens, New York. They gave him, his company gave him a raise, are going to pay his tuition for school, and they gave him a free apartment in Queens, New York. Think about this. I'm not, just, just think about this guy's life. He, this guy fills me with wonder. See, I don't got to go far across the world to be full of wonder. All I got to do is open up my eyes and see what God is doing in the lives of people. 
I don't got to pay money. I don't got to go to a place. All I got to do is pick up my face and notice what God is doing in people's lives. Because the greatest wonder of the world is when the love of God completely transforms a life. And it had nothing to do with me. I am just looking from the outside and I just can't believe what has happened to Brian's life and what is happening to his life. I didn't have to preach him a whole sermon. He didn't have to go to a Christian college. He just needed someone to see him. He needed a table to sit at. He needed an ear to listen. And he needed arms to hug him. That's what he needed. He needed God to use that to touch his life. And I can actually see the wonderful transformation of a life before my eyes. New job, raise, first mission trip, being trained in leadership. And he's just completely different. The way he walks, the way he talks, everything about him is just different. And when I'm driving up here, I was thinking about him. The only thing I could say was, God, you are working in his life. If that's not evidence of healing and transformation, I don't know what is. Maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, I need you to do something in my life, God. Well, I want to tell you about a more excellent way. If you got people around you that need this, you better be present. You better start getting close to these people who need you. That's number one. If you're sitting here and you feel alone, yeah, you're surrounded by a bunch of people, but you actually feel alone. You need to start looking for people who are actually going to love you. You need to start looking around. You got teachers. You got professors. You got classmates. You got spiritual leaders. Don't be picky on who you want or who you don't want. God is going to send you the people that you need, not necessarily the people that you want. They may not tell you the things that you want, but they may tell you the things that you need to hear. Be willing to listen. Be willing to see. Be willing to feel where God is leading you. I'm not saying you'll have this transformation like Brian, but you'll have some transformation. That's Brian's life. That's Ariel's life. That's Axel's life. How about your life? What is God doing in your life? Let's not play this cultural Christianity where we're just going through the motions. Really pick up your head to the heavens and say, may you be lifted high. May you be glorified in my life. I don't know where you're leading me, Lord. And I don't know who you're going to send around me. But one thing that I want to know and I want to be sure of, fill me with your love the more excellent way. So that I may know every day of my life, in the hills and in the valleys, in the dark times and in the high times, may I know that I will never be separated from your love. Let me finish this scripture. I want you to hear it. May you stand with me. Starting in verse 18. And may you have the power, you here today, ENC Chapel, may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. May you, ENC Chapel, here today, may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete 
with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish if infinitely more than we might ask or think. Brian had no idea what was going to happen to his life. He had no idea what God was going to do in his life. And now he's joyful and scared and full of a bunch of emotions on a very cramped up plane. And he don't know what's going to hit him. I told him, dude, just make sure you journal everything. Because you're, you're in a in the time of your life, on a ride of your life. Your journey has just begun. And the one thing he said was, thank you. Thank you for just being there. The other day I texted him and I said, you know, you are an inspiration to my life. He goes, well, how is that possible? Because I see God working in you, and it makes me desire for God to work in my life continually like he's working in you. See, it's not like I'm, I'm above you and I'm like, oh, I'm your mentor. No, no, it's simply I'm here to be with you, love each other, and the world will know that you are my disciples. Love is the more excellent way. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. My challenge to you, notice the people around you who need you. Number one. Number two, don't be so preoccupied with your own life that you forget the way in the more excellent way. God is using each and every single one of you in whatever major you choose to study, in whatever field you choose to live in, in whatever career God is calling you to do. God is going to use each and every single one of you as ambassadors of Christ simply to tell people by your words and by your actions, come back to God. And then what you do is you don't, you don't get in the way. You just step back and you watch the wonder. And you be inspired by what the Holy Spirit can actually do in the life of someone who needs him. There's healing. Oh, baby, there's some healing in this world. And I'm seeing it right before my eyes. You don't got to be part of a mega church. You don't got to be part of any type of church. You need to be part of the church of Jesus Christ that is willing to speak, it's willing to hear, and it's willing to see, and it's willing to touch, and it's willing to walk. And when you're willing to do that as ambassadors of Christ, you will be able to tell everybody, come back to God. His love is waiting for you. God, I pray for this group of people. I pray for your children, my family, my brothers and sisters. I pray, Father, that you guide us and you bless us in your name. Teach us to walk, to talk, to see, and to listen to your prompting in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Wow, we thank God for his word. Can you please join me in singing the doxology? Praise God from whom all blessings flow.